Okay, summer intro. Hi, y'all. Welcome to the Pop Culture Audit, where we review reality TV and talk about all things pop culture through a contemporary and critical lens. So what exactly is a pop culture audit? Easy. We take a deep dive of pop cultural source material, oh my gosh, and comb through it, highlighting some cringy and historic moments in pop culture discourse. If you're into that, you found the right place. I'm Keela. <laughs> I'm Jasmine. I, for the life of me, I could not find the off mute, like it wouldn't come off mute. I'm Jasmine, everyone. We're doing such a good job so far. <laughs> this is Brynn. <laughs> Nobody well, let yeah. us take a few weeks off Never. ever again. Look what retirement did. Right. It's a mess. Um, okay, everybody. Welcome back. Today's show is going to be a little different. I know that we've gotten to the vibe of auditing shows, but today we are called the Pop Culture Audit. So we're going to be auditing some pop culture today. And we'll probably make this kind of like a between the series, between the episodes of auditing other things, other shows um, kind of series. So we're kicking things off with the early 2000s. We're going to talk about fashion, technology, social media, reality TV, etc. It'll be cool. We'll figure out where all of us were during this time today. And Let's see where we, where this goes. This is kind of the first of its kind, so ride with us. It's special edition. It is. It's a special edition. We'll figure out what to call this. I feel like there's going to be a resounding theme that mm. ends up being the title mm. of this episode, and so looking forward to figuring that out as we go as well. I love. That. I do love Jasmine that you declared it's going to be cool because I looking at my notes, it is not going to be cool. <laughs> Speak it into existence. Listen. Speak it into existence. We are so cool. Here we go. Very Let's cool. go. I think people will find I would find this to be cool. I, I'm I the biggest fan. I think I, there's like a theme of me always getting excited about our content. So like if no one else loves it, I'm walking the dog laughing, having a great time. So mm. Um, mm. hopefully you're listening and you are too. I think uh, it's fun too. I will say this yeah. for readers. When we say early 2000s, we agreed that it's year 2000 all the way to year 2007. Right. Correct. So we've got a, got a range. Um, I'm do. so excited. I picked out three things that like remind me of early 2000s summer, but I, I can't wait to share and like first, hear what you have to say. You want me to go so, first? Yeah. So tell okay. us, what were you doing? How old were you? What was your deal? And hop right on into... Well, can we, wait, before we do that, can we explain why we chose the early 2000s? Yes. Take it away, Professor. So I will say that um, for Y2K, has, there's been a huge resurgence. It's all over huge. social media. People are having, there was like a whole Y2K party in downtown San Francisco recently. Where was there? There's another one. There's oh, have been a whole bunch of them. Along with like yeah. emo night, it's becoming Y2K night, which I yeah. love. It eats. Yes, the fashion is coming back. A lot of people are reminiscing. I feel like Baby before tees. it was like all about the 90s. And now we're just kind of slowly reminiscing our way into the 2000s, early 2000s. And so um, we thought this was pretty timely and um, pretty interesting. And also we kicked off with Keeping Up with the Kardashians season one, episode one, which kicked off in the early 2000s. So this is right on trend for us too. Yeah. All right, Keela, take it away, honey bun. 
Okay. So I was in middle school. I was young in 2000. So I didn't want to do that time. And I don't like middle school. That just feels like a traumatic time. So I focused on 07, which was the year that I went to high school. Mm. And I um, was incredibly shy in high school. <laughs> just I, I feel like people are going to laugh when they hear this. I didn't realize I was an introvert. It was just a weird time. I grew up in Missouri. Um, I do not like high school. I just feel like there are a lot of rules for no reason. Um, and I was incredibly shy. But here are some things, three things that really sum up the feeling of being 15 in the summer. Mm. Okay. The first is a flat iron. (laughs) (laughs) I have had natural hair for over 10 years. I don't even own like a blow dryer or a flat iron. Wow. But when I tell you, there is nothing you could do to get me away from a flat iron in 2007. Oh I was relaxed. I was flat. I had hair. Like, it just every day I'd wake up and touch up my hair with a flat iron and go. And the summer was my enemy because what is a flat ironed hairstyle's enemy? Water. Mm-hmm. So that comes to pool, sprinkler, misters. <laughs> you just sweating. <laughs> like, you just can't. You just can't. It's really hard for you. And I ran track and it was just so brutal to have to battle my roots because it was so hot from being hot and then hot from sweating. It was just a really hard time to have a hairstyle. This is also the beginning of the bob. I had a bob for <sighs> years and I love a bob. I oh love, my God, me too. I'm a bob warrior. If I could put on a wig, like if I could do a wig install, it would be a bob, like a bob. She wow, knows what's up. Really? Bryn, you I know. Thank you. I love a bob. I love a bob. It just it says everything we need to know. So flat iron is my historical archive number one. Okay. But can I have a I have a clarifying please, question. Please, please. Were you going for a Luke? Like, was there someone Always. who was your hair? Like, who was your hair? Who are you trying to be with this flat iron? Who were you inspired by? So I fell victim, as many young black women do, to having the James Brown hairstyle. My mom kept making bump those dog on ends. She was like, bump the ends, bump the ends. And I was like, no, I want them straight. Or I wanted them flipped. Like one day I flipped them out. And I was like, look, mom, like this is just so fun. So 2000, she's like, oh, I can't stand it. Like go back and fix it. So I wanted, I wanted like a fun, flirty, like, Neutrogena ad look, and I was giving mm. James Brown. But mm. after this, <laughs> I photos of this to post on our Instagram. Oh my god! I may I will be brave and try to find one. But I was going for Rihanna has a seventeen cover around this time, and I took mm. the cover to a hairstylist, and that's when I got bangs. The haircut did not look like Rihanna, y'all, but it did put me in the bang era. It, I liked it. I was happy then. I was happy then. It got me away from James Brown. Mm. Yes. Mm. Good for you. Good for Thank you. you. Thank you. So Can I give you my second one? Please yeah. go. Tell us. Okay. The second thing that feels so summer to me is songs about going through it. And I have two examples. <laughs> uh, uh. It was like, imagine it's hot. It's hot as hell. It's like 102 degrees and you're in your friend's car and you're like thighs are burning because it's so hot and you're on your way. And we were never on our way to somewhere interesting. We're on our way to get snow cones. And on the radio is either JoJo's Too Little Too Late, which is 2006, or my personal oh my favorite, God, Paula DeAndo, Walk Away. 
also 2006. Mm. And this song, Walk Away, is about your man leaving you. He has a new girl. (laughs) And you're asking him, can she braid your hair like I do? Does she stay up till six in the morning watching you play PS2 like I do? And this, these songs had me, and I had no experience with this, make me feel like I was going through it, like a man had really (laughs) hurt me. And that was like such a summer feeling of like being with friends and singing these songs or like being alone on my way to work and having this come on and just feeling some type of way walking into work because the song of the summer was just all about going through it. (laughs) This is so funny to me because I always think about um, how the music was so deep and intense when we were younger. So intense. So intense. it was not uncommon for a 10-year-old to be singing a Waiting to Excel song from the song. Oh Absolutely me. Absolutely Jamming me. it as if they have gone through a marriage with kids. They need a cocktail. I mean, the songs are so different now. Harrowing. Back then, yes. Wow. So intense. I, was I remember explicitly being at a junior high school dance. So this was in the 90s. And the slow song that everyone was waiting for was I'll Make Love to You by Boyz II Men. <laughs> We were, oh which is a hit, is a hit. 13 years 100%. old. And we were like, love yes, that song. Love to yes, you. to this jam. And I have to say, and the school was like, this is going great. Yeah. Wow. Oh, it's, great. A, it's a banger. It's a banger. Mm-hmm. An honorable mention song was Promise Ring by Tiffany Evans, which was the year 2007. Because oh, we had two that. speeds. It was either this man has wronged me. I'm going through it. I'm begging for him to yeah. come back. Or... I'm a chaste woman and I'm wearing a promise ring and I have low rise jeans. Like there were just two different speeds. Oh, or like, I, I want to dive dance. into that. Yeah. I oh, yeah. Please, please dance. <laughs> please I didn't get into the Leanne Womack of it all. Uh-huh. She, <laughs> or Coyote Ugly. Uh, uh. There's so many songs, but I just remember a very unique suffering at this yep. time. Oh, what yeah. a delicious feeling to be 15 and overwhelmed. Sobbing. Just Ugh. torn apart. Yes, love. Feeling oh, like man. all the songs captures it perfectly. I yes. don't even feel like songs captures my adult love the way that it did it back in the day with my first at yeah. 16. That's oh. such yeah. a yeah. No, I was yeah. 15 when Romeo and Juliet came out. So that, that soundtrack would have destroyed and me. me and my 15-year-old <laughs> self. I remember a journal entry that said Nobody <laughs> understands me like this soundtrack does. Like, <laughs> that would have destroyed. I would never be the same if I was 15 and saw Romeo and Juliet. No, I watched it maybe 87 times. It's not. Wow. I'm not inflating that number. Style Every day high. I would get home from it's school. It's so and good. It. Yeah. yeah. And it's like kind of a, it's kind of a sleigh. Like I think teenagers love a really like fucked up romance. Like I loved Twilight. Every mm-hmm. generation needs one. And they need yeah. an incredibly distraught pop song to go along with it. Oh, the soundtrack is everything. It it's makes so good. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Soundtracks aren't what they used to be. No. I will well, say that. Spider-Man. Well, Spider-Man. Spider-verse. Barbie. Yeah. Barbie. Barbie. Oh, my gosh. I can't. It has me in a chokehold. I cannot stop listening to that Barbie. Oh, I, have to, I don't know anything about it. Oh, it's okay. fun. It's need really to watch fun. watch the movie first to get okay. the full okay. dazzling effect because I'm already excited, I'm excited to listen to the music. The music is so good. It's so summer. I love Dua Lipa. She's all over Do it. The it's perfect. Oh, sorry, it's what? all about gorgeous, 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 gorgeous 
gorgeous uh, yeah. having a baby at the same time. And I mean gals oh. is inclusive, like everyone is gals. Uh, what is – wait, okay. So that's your second thing is this yes. feeling music. What is our Okay, third? the last thing. The last mm-hmm. thing. When I got to mid- – I grew up very religious. When I got to middle school, I got my ass kicked psychosocially. I did mm. not realize that we were drinking. I did not realize uh, we were wearing thongs. I did not realize <laughs> we were so, <laughs> we were like getting to third base. I did. No, I had hand no jobs. idea. Yeah. I yeah. was wearing sweatshirts. Maybe mm-hmm. it was the middle school I went to. Maybe it's the Midwest. Thank you, Brent, for co-signing this. Mm-hmm. Y'all, my shit got rocked. I was not. Yeah. I was I was not ready. Wasn't Midwest. I don't remember. I mean, there was like the people that were on that stuff. It was just like, ooh, they're bad. You know, that wasn't. No. I love that for you. Everybody was talking about getting fingered in a movie theater. Oh yes. my yeah. god! Yes, yes. yes. And I think it was maybe just the crowd that I was, immer- and I'm saying immersed. At, like I was not their no. friend. I was not cool no. or popular. No, but it was the dominant no. narrative on the bus. It was the dominant narrative in my yeah. classes. It was the dominant narrative. Like I could not go anywhere. Yes. That being said, Wanda. I was determined to go to high school and know things. I was not going to be caught off guard again. Mm-hmm. Good for and you. In order to get there, I was watching Degrassi. Degrassi. Uh, I cannot tell y'all how much mm. I loved this show, and I loved in the summer if we had cable, just being able to watch the end and just inhale Degrassi episodes. I didn't want to watch. I don't want to know what SpongeBob is doing. I want to no. know. Who brought a gun to school? I want to know <laughs> oh about domestic abuse. I mm-hmm. want to know about cheating and lying and who's mm-hmm. having sex. And Degrassi, while I was still really overwhelmed by men having beards in yeah. my classes and yeah. checkbooks, I was really weirded out by like, why do we have checkbooks? This show prepared me for high school. Like I needed to know. I had like a little primer and I was just inhaling these episodes. Like it just Uh, really, it really shaped. Yeah. Wow. I've never seen not one episode. It's not me either. Are you kidding? I was too grown at that point. Mm -hmm. I was too grown. And you can't, Mm -hmm. oh my God. And I think this sets up for what I love about dramatic storytelling now is Degrassi. That was my first foyer into Mm. dramaturgical work. And now- yeah. Now I'm watching Greta Gerwig films. Like it's because of this cast. There's that a got whole there's a whole tone of content that clearly grew up on Degrassi. Like it's the essayists. Tell. It's all of y'all. Yeah. Yes. No, I, I love it. There's a I love it. And it's because mm-hmm. we had this experience. And I think not to get too serious in mind, of it was just so different being at a place where like I'd come home from school and get on MySpace. Like, mm-hmm. I think we were the oh, first we're group to, that. to do uh-huh. that. Mm-hmm. And so there were all of these things that I felt like my parents couldn't relate to. And then I get this show that talks about nudes or wanting to be skinny and wanting to be sexy. And it just, it was so comforting to see the chaos of being a young person played out. Mm. Interesting. I could see all of that. That all yeah. I'm so thankful for it. It was so I mean, it is so telling too, because again, we're talking about different, slightly different eras for all of yes. us. And it makes right. such a big difference because mine is Oh yeah, let's Angela segue. and in no, I'm I'm not this isn't even one of my points, but I'm in the nineties oh. now when at the same age and it's my so called life. Which yes. oh, gives me show. all of the feels, but is yes. not accurate, right? Like it's not mm. – it told us elder millennials that like 
high school was there was still sex and things, but it wasn't nearly like the tea that I feel like Degrassi was because we still didn't talk about some of the, I don't know. It was just out. Yeah. It was tea. It was such tea. It was so, yeah, yeah, I needed it. I needed someone to be like, Oh, okay. okay, So other people are seeing this too. It's not just me. But I feel like it's the self-fulfilling prophecy of each of our little micro generations is sort of defined by that teen content that we were consuming in like very different ways. Yes. Um, And it's not like us and boomers, but like in these five year chunks there's yes. these subtle differences between Jordan Catalano and whoever was in Degrassi. I don't even know. Was the person's like, name Aubrey Degrassi? Graham. I don't even right. know. Okay, no, no, great. No. It's the high school they were doing. <laughs> okay, and I great. feel that way about the romances. I did not put this on my list, but how you felt about Romeo and Juliet, mm. I feel like mm. I became a teenager in the age of like a rom-com era. Mm-hmm. And so the wedding planner, like what else? Oh, is my God. God. Matthew I, Kate Hudson era. Yeah. Yeah, And to not have a boyfriend, to not be dating, to be like not cool. If you were home on a Friday, Saturday night, at least I had a movie to cry to. Of Mm -hmm. many of them to cry to. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I want to pass it on. Who's next? I love little Keela and her bangs. Okay. I know. Mm. Her bumped in. She needed a bumped in, child. That was so me at 14. Um, Criminal. Yeah, yeah. Totally. I think let's ascend. Let's ascend up the age chart, Jasmine. Okay. You go next. Oh, I, I'm happy to. Okay, so I didn't do a specific year, um, but when I'm looking at my list, this is hitting more like 2003, which okay. or 2002, okay. 2003. I was 17 mm. um, around this time. So I was thinking about like I was absolutely 100% in low rise jeans. Wow. In high school. You were peak teen. Like you were the girl I wanted to be. Oh, like the high schoolers gosh. I would see and I'd be like, oh my God, I want to be her. Low rise. I had just got in my car. Yeah. I had just got in my car, which I couldn't have been cooler. I did have my flat iron and of course my hair was straight because that was still a thing. So, um, and I worked out a lot because I was a dancer in high school. So I had the body for these low rise wow. jeans. Wow. We uh, didn't know this. Sinewy. Yeah. yeah. I did not know you had a dance mm-hmm. career. That explains a yes, lot. Yes. Been dancing since I was like three years old. Capricorns um, are dancers. Uh, I could see that. I could see they that. They have like the principled nature, which I feel. Uh, the discipline it takes to yes. be a dancer. Yeah. I feel like yeah. Capricorns would be very successful dancers. Hmm. The routine. I'm sorry. Continue. Yeah. All, no, all of that tracks, right? So I also, this was the era. Um, let's start kicking off with fashion. So the the Bond Dutch hats, which wow. I also had. I also had New York hats. I hadn't been to New York yet. Mm. Um, the NY hats, <laughs> but they were just so cute. And and then also, this was also like the juicy uh, yes. era. So yes. everything's written on your butt, which is yes. wild. Yeah. And so yes, I'm I running around it. in shorts that say hottie on my ass. It. It's 17 years old. Um, also accurate. Accurate. Yes. That's so fun. Yeah. So fun. I guess you're right. You know, that wasn't pretty accurate for like that age and what I, yeah. You know what? That's also wild, but accurate. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, so that's, and then of course I had my velour tracksuit that I wore. I was also very like business in high school. Uh So I only wore denim on Fridays. 
wait, <laughs> Jasmine, please. I wish, like, my best friends were honest. Like they would be able. I can't wait to show y'all pictures. So I what were you wearing? Oh. You have to tell us what were oh, you yeah, wearing please. in the week. And readers, has Jasmine shared with you her professional? Maria Menounos <laughs> extra journey that was her in high school. Oh, yes. Like, How could I give us the, paint the picture. Yes, please. Okay, so I'm showing up to class. Um, let's just say it's a Monday. No, no, no let's do Wednesday because things are starting to get fun because the week uh, is going by. So I used to <laughs> so have fun. these like okay. silver so high waisted. <laughs> I had these silver high waisted fitted pants. Um, oh my God, if I could just get a picture of those, I remember feeling we need a photo. Stunning. Stunning mm. in those pants. Mm. And you could and only used, wear them on Wednesday because it was I mean, less business. Wednesday, things were starting to get more fun. I was okay. very like about my business in high school. Um because I was okay. like, I'm gonna be like these other kids. I have a future. Um so <laughs> Okay. Um okay. So, on a podcast on yeah. TMZ. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I had on with those I would wear like this black sequin top. Like it was all black oh and then my like God. into sequin in the front. And then I had on these like black platform shoes, hair straight, little bag, ready to go. Okay. Jasmine, was it was all- 9 a.m. High school starts at like 7.45. Okay, thank you for saying that. So here's what I used to do. I would get to school like super early before I had my car like 16, right? Because we live so close to the school. I would walk. Texas humidity is outrageous. So I would pack all of my like makeup and hair supplies in a bag, walk to school super early, get beat down, fresh hair, makeup, spray, all of that in the bathroom at school, pop it in my locker, move on with life. Like that was my whole routine before getting a car. Um, Very serious about it. Okay. Like I was committed to uh, beauty. Uh, Still am, by the way. So, so anyways, so all this is going on and I was a broadcast journalism major in college that kicked off in high school. I had a television show called LC Close Up and I would go around and interview students and, you know, basically get the tea and produce and edit these shows that was number one on our school network. Our, okay, wait, I uh, have to ask a question. Yeah. When you mm-hmm. say get the tea, is it like tea as in like oh. who won the wrestling match or is it tea as like, who are you asking to prom? All of the above. Stop wow. it. Wow. Yes, yes all Stop of the above. It. <laughs> I mean, I when you saw me, I used to walk around with a microphone. I had an Jasmine, editor. Please. Shout out to April was my editor. Oh, and April. we Leave would literally, I go around. I had my camera person, DJ, who I need to send this episode to. And we would walk around and be like, oh, let's talk to this person. Let's talk to this. We, I would be in the editing room till 10 p.m. at night. My parents are calling me. Where are you at? I'm working. Anyways. Working. So working. Yeah, unpaid. Working. Sequin top. 8.15 a.m. Jasmine is okay. running towards you asking about your prom date. I would cry. I would be people sobbing if you me. came here. I would be so scared. That's when I discovered people love the camera. Like, people <laughs> would be like, I, I want to be on. I have some. I'm like, no, you don't work for this segment. Da, da, da. Jasmine, people would find oh me and God. try to be on the show. People? The gatekeeping. <laughs> she said, that get out of my me. way. Exactly. So that was, that's what was going on. That's, that was my high school uh, life in that era. But let's just talk about like, what was influencing me? What was I listening okay. to? I was listening Please. to Britney Spears because I was mm. a dancer. So Wait, I was give us the album. Give us the album. 
uh, I think in 2002, it was, she just came out, I think it was called Britney. And that was like, I'm a slave for you. And like, oh my God, that was happening. Hits. Hits. after This is my favorite Britney era. That was my favorite. I feel like they should really rename that song though. Like I do too. I feel really bad about it. I don't feel comfortable (laughs) with slave for you. No, it just I feel like we but should. It's such oh, yeah, a good that is, song. It is really bad. I, yeah, I don't like trigger. saying slave, especially as a person with uh, enslaved boy. history. It just yeah, it doesn't work. No. Okay, I'm sorry. There's too many hits of that time that you that casually throw around the world say word. She could have said like a partner for you. Pharrell. A partner anyway, for you. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> absolutely That's a different podcast. Um. It's and also I was listening to Destiny's Child, which I also think that they were like amazing. That was the first album. Yeah, I think yeah. it was the second. Is this the first or second? Second album, which was the best. The writings on the wall. I that was the four that. on the cover. Yes. Okay, yes, that yes, was yes, a good yes, one. Yes, yes, My yes, mom yes. had that one. I feel like that was the best. Mariah Carey, obsessed with her. I yes. think that Rainbow was the album out at the time. Um, I was a huge rap fan. I was obsessed with Jay Z, listening to the Blueprint, which I still think is the best album he's ever created. So those yep. are the things. That's the soundtrack of my life at the time. What was I watching? Strictly, if I wasn't watching reality TV, I was watching Sex in the City. And I remember my Wait, dad being time out. Your parents let sixteen-year-old Maria Menounos wannabe Jasmine in uh-huh. a sequin top at eight fifteen mm-hmm. in the morning with a microphone, cameraman, Correct. and editor watch Sex in the City. Not only did they let me watch it, but it was an event me and my mom watched together. She'd be like, it's coming that's on! That's Get so the popcorn, it's coming on! Meanwhile, yes, my dad would so walk sweet. in the room, look at the television, and be like, you, you're watching whores on TV! Like, oh he was God. just This is very... why you don't like groups. This is why you don't like groups. It's <laughs> <laughs> a group of four friends. It's literally a group of... Fr- oh, my God. Which, also, by the way... Yeah. I, the two- I was a group... But Famous Four was a group in high school that I was a part of. Oh, boy. Me, Jasmine, April, Shanae, and Tamisha. And we didn't give ourselves that name. I just want to go on the record by saying other people gave it to us because we were so It popular. was the fans. Okay. But, <laughs> sure. Yes. Yeah, I was a part of a group. I was watching a group. It was all about the groups, right, in, in high school. And when I wasn't watching Sex in the City, completely inappropriate uh, television, I would watch um, Laguna Beach. Oh, so good. I loved Laguna Beach. Amazing. So Um, fun. I was watching Punked. Mm, I remember that. I remember that. Remember when prank shows were so funny? Jackass Uh and Punks. Yes. Celebrity Deathmatch. Pranks were so funny. This yeah. was an evil era. That was on Comedy Central, culture. too. Yeah, it yes. I did yeah. not like this era. It was so mean. It was so yeah, mean. We thought so, it, we, so to calm it down, it was so when, it, when it wasn't being mean with that, to calm it down, you could always flip the channel and watch Newlyweds, Nick and Jessica. Oh, uh, I that. And he was awful to her. Absolutely mm. awful. Been he re-watching that show recently her. and was like, Same. Like, Oh, and Jessica was footing the bill for her whole family. I, I recently listened to her um, her uh, book. On, the book is on, so uh, good. Oh my mm. god, I heard it twice. So it's amazing. Red, you have to listen to this book. It's it so, so good. It, it's so thoughtful. It's, it's so good. We you should listen to it, Brent, so we can yeah. audit it here. Like it's that's fun. how great it is. This is Jay Simpson's book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Okay, mm-hmm. I met Jessica Simpson, you guys. <gasps> what? Okay. When I was, was nice? a senior in high school, I went to see <gasps> 98 Degrees. And she was opening for them. Yeah, she's Ashley opening Simpson. for them. And They're it was from like, Ohio. They just had glow sticks. Like this was like the smallest venue. And then at, we left mm-hmm. early and she was sitting out in the uh, lobby trying to sign headshots because nobody knew who she was. So we stopped to talk right. to her and tell her she did such a good job. And she was oh. so nervous. And like, it was, so, she was so sweet. So were Nick sweet. and her, were her and Nick dating yet? They weren't openly dating at that time. Yeah, but they were dating. They were totally together. Yeah. Did you know that? I didn't know. That. I mean, I assume as much. Stop um, it. I yeah. just, I also just have to quickly point out like, so Keela's going into high school trying to learn about like who accidentally has a gun in their backpack and like after school special <laughs> shit. Jasmine's fully in high school learning about like how people have anal sex. Like she's in the city. Like, that is such a high All school reference. Is incredible. Is right. Incredible. Yeah. That is so yeah. accurate. Yeah. Jasmine yeah. is and- a girl that I'd want to be. Like I too, like I'm too So shy. she was who was intimidating to you when you went into middle school and you're like, we're hell. doing this? And she's Absolutely. like, Absolutely. I don't know how to smell crack. Hold on a second because I just want to say I never had a drink till I was 21. I yes. lost my virginity at 22. Girl, like, you don't I have was... to say this on the record. It is not FBI. No, no it, it I is do important. Hold on, hold on. It is important. Yeah. And I know Brent wants to know. But I think it is important to the story because look at what I was consuming versus yeah. what I was actually mm-hmm. up to. Right? I like I consuming all these wild things. And I'm in business casual Monday through Thursday. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so I think I'm, my life is just a little bit even like that now. Like you should hear the music I work out to. It's wild. And then I just turn it off and do, 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 do. Yeah, anyway. I guess I feel the same way. I yeah. guess I feel the same way. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then move on with my day. <laughs> it's like, media oh, is not actually the, the behavior predictor that we, our parents thought no. it was of like, I think no. if I was like five years old though and watching Sex in the City, I think I would have a different so I should uh, not. I think that that is actually in the city. Yes. Okay, coming mm. up on this. Okay, sorry, Jasmine. Continue. And then just to round it all out, I would end my day with a great episode of my super sweet sixteen. Would be oh, furious that I was yes. driving a Range Rover uh, instead yeah. of the car that my parents got me. Um, and so those—that's what I was watching. That's what I was doing. That's what I was wearing. Um, I will say that I was late to the technology game. That was just never my thing. My sister, uh, Russia, she was like, I am in people. And she was the first person to show me about MySpace. And like all of these digital like things started kind of showing up uh, in music a little bit. But I was late to that party. I think I'm still late to the technology party um, mm-hmm. today. But yeah, that was that. That's kind of what I was up to. Um, oh, and one last detail: because reality TV show is so huge, I filmed me and April, my partner in crime at the time, filmed our entire senior year in its entirety and followed our huge group of friends Girl, from arguments, what? fights, to makeups, to breakups, to parties, to the, like literally one full year. Um, of not, we wouldn't even put the camera down if we were in conflict. Like Jasmine, we filmed everything. Who was filming this? It was me, April, and then we had like people from like that helped us with the show come in and like, hey, we're gonna be at a party. You know, we don't know. Like, who like, was any- holding the camera? Like a fresh. Yeah, it was like, like another, like another student. Like we'd be like, come oh, follow us at this party. You're invited. 
Yeah. And so from top to bottom, like classroom arguments, anything that happened, we filmed everything. Where is this April, footage? Where's the footage? Your teachers April allowed this? Yeah. Oh, I April come on the podcast to go like film whatever. April. Like April. I got to do whatever I wanted to. Send us the footage. Pull me out of class. Send us the I point. was in English class once and April would walk in and be like, shit's going down. Like, can I see Jasmine real quick? They'd let me leave. We'd go film. Like, we did whatever. Oh, my God. We went to a movie high school. I where did. It's like, okay, did. never mind. Everything you saw in the movies, like, that was my real life. Like, the students had better cars than the teachers. Um, people kind of came and go, you know, went, did whatever they wanted to. Like, it was very television-like, my high school experience. Absolutely. I went to country. No. This would mm. never fly. Mm-mm. We had like hall monitors and like oh, people yeah, would the have like tobacco in their mouth. They did. Yeah. 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 That, was, that is my exact yeah. high school. Yeah, yeah. No, we were not. We ate flame we hats in a this. starter jacket. Yeah. We were eating pop tarts. Like, sure, there were people the- doing that. Mm-hmm. That just wasn't like majority. Like, I feel like majority of the groups, and not just like in my year, like beyond, like everyone was like, it was very much like something. I, everything that I watched on the movies of what high school would be was exactly what my high school experience is like. Hmm. Girl. Good for you guys. Brynn. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Brynn, like what was your high school experience like? Yeah, this is, what are you up to? Where are you God, in high school? This is unreal. Where well, were I was, you? No, I wasn't in high school. This is why we're, we're going up. I graduated in 2000. So <gasps> oh, I was just entering into high Wait, school. Wait, 2000. so intense because yeah. everyone thought the computers would crash. You guys, yes. like I live, I'm wow. in this, I'm in that like micro generation of three years that they talk about where you didn't have any technology pretty much until we had a computer in our dorm room, but like pretty much nothing until we were done with college. Also, I was a wow. sophomore. We have to talk about like, 9-11 happens. Oh, like, oh my, my God. God. Yes. So like that was a bizarre sort of experience. But so no, I was between 18 and 25 during these years. So all of the things you all are talking about high school, I'm like, yes. And I was like this. And my thing in high school was like clueless, right? That had come out. Oh, so we were all yes. trying to be clueless. And yes. Like, yes. But the then I went to college. So I went to school while you all are doing this, I am at school in like the foothills of Appalachia in eastern Ohio, southeastern Ohio, <laughs> next door to the poorest county in the country, in Meigs County at the time at least, Meigs County, Ohio. And like I was coming out of high school going into this, like the folks I found myself randomly assigned with in the dorms, it was a very like punk rock hipster thrift mm. store crowd so i mm-hmm. went okay pretty cool. quickly to like this punk this punk era of myself so that's um, awesome yeah yeah so but it means that a lot of these trends as i was looking this stuff up i'm like nope nope because also like in high school you're in this like fishbowl and so everything is right there you're living with your parents you're yes. consuming all this media i was out on my own and so there's a ton of these trends that i'm seeing in when i'm kind of researching this that i'm like had no idea I had no idea we were doing this cuz i was in a bubble in appalachia like trying to be cool and in like steel cars and stuff um, what? Oh my god! Yeah, oh, oh, I was such a bad kid. I was so bad, uh, and I was broke, like broke, broke, right? Like not like yeah. cute broke. I live with my parents, broke. Like I was fucking broke, um, and so I, I was like, when I the the way like 
my idea of fashion in particular was like I thought when I have money, like when I have a real job, I'm going to shop at Urban Outfitters. Like that is Ooh. my goal. Was I mean, shop at Urban Outfitters. It was an era. Expensive. And we yeah. would we would be like I remember being in Columbus, Ohio, walking through an anthropology that we were going through as a joke because we couldn't believe people spent this kind of money on clothes. And I wow. remember being like, these jeans are $100. Like, what are you talking mm-hmm. about? Which is a steal, yeah. which makes me laugh only because it's a steal now. If you told oh. me I could get a pair of jeans yeah. for just 100 bucks and I liked them, let's yes. go. And they were yeah. quality. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I have Sale. bought $300 jeans from Anthropology since that time. Like, as an adult, mm-hmm. slay. If it yeah. feels yeah. good and it lasts a long time, go for it. I would have told you. That there's, I mean, we thought it was the dumbest way you could spend money, first of all, but also like who would ever have that kind of money? Ooh, um, been there. I was, it was my most culturally checked out time of my whole life. I was going to parties, I was seeing bands like punk bands at dive bars. Like that's what I was doing with my time. But that and was also an nothing era. to do. No. Well, yeah. It is an no, era. and it was mm-hmm. because you're also like my dorm days where the hives were up. The strokes were, you know, it was like all oh of God, this. Strokes. Right? It was this wow. fun emo was a bit like dashboard confessional and yes. modest mouse and like save Ferris and all of this. So it was just this, yeah, like this pop music and this little like punk emo vibe. Avril Lavigne was huge. Like all of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I, yeah. So, but we were trying to be cooler than that. Like yeah. we were going to the record store and trying to get the Japanese metal band that no one had ever heard of. And <laughs> I was like listening to it over and over and over again to force myself to like it so that I would be cool. You know, like I was like, this oh. is great, but like, I don't understand a fucking thing they're saying. It actually is. The Michelle Gun Elephant is a great album. Um, oh. I drank, I drank so much. So Ooh. like, I um I could fit into these low rise jeans similarly like I wore them because I didn't know that they were like I just thought my waist is like hot hot like I think many women's waists are higher than we think they are right because yeah. of this mm-hmm. low rise era um but then I thought I thought my waist was my hips and I don't have hips so like I I have my natural body is like a twelve year old boy just straight down straight down. So it was giving no butt. It was just like a low no pant. my like hip yeah my hip bones just sort of poke out and like that was what I was wearing <laughs> and I was really into like thrift so I would wear my uniform for and I'll find these pictures I am wearing in any picture double braids like two braids a bandana around my head like just kind of like a headband and a Boy Scout uniform. So I go to thrift stores wow. and I would find old Boy Scout shirts, like button up uniform, the bl- navy blue ones. And I wore those everywhere. So, so you were a cool girl. Because this is a mm, very like – Yeah, the, this, this is the is other is side of the era. cool girl. Like uh-huh. after, after like we got out of like hyper pop, super feminine, then it was like were you grunge or rap? And yeah. then we got the next era, are you prep or punk? Like it was yeah. just so – yeah, I would have thought you were too cool. That's amazing. I was trying yeah, so you, hard because yeah. I had friends and I have these friends now. Like my friends in college, that they were always so like I'm. I'm never quite can never quite cool enough to make it into the actual group. Like 
I don't know if you guys know, um, oh, everything know exactly is terrible. Like, do you know the, yeah. the performance yes. group, everything is terrible. Yes. Um, those are my friends in college. Like oh not, my God. Uh, they're literally my friends from college. <laughs> so like these no people that were cool and they would do like these crazy art shows and like, they were so cool. And I was just like, can I just tag along? Like, so I was no. trying, I was, I was fighting for my life. Um, in that cool crowd and trying to hang on. Like, I'm going to listen to Tenacious D and I'm going to, like, I was trying to do all the things. Tenacious D. Tenacious D, Wonder Boy. Listen to it. Non-fucking stop. Non-fucking stop. Um, this is so interesting because I just think that you're cool. Like, I think both of you are cool. So I can't imagine, well, Jasmine. Fighting for my life. But like, yeah, yeah I just like mm-hmm. cannot imagine that for you. I was trying so hard. Uh, I'm glad I had it because, I mean, and they, yeah. they really it's are humbling. genuinely like, there's some Keila, you and I will have a whole offline about this in theater camp too, because Please. I have the same experience of that that I want. So I wish so badly. I was like, Oh no. Oh no. We, oh no. We lose her? Oh, you're Run. on. She's on mute. Oh, sorry. I'm back. Sorry. Okay. I think my boob hit the space bar. To be honest. <laughs> she um, has boobs oh now, no. Guys. She has no. boobs now. You- <laughs> no, yeah. Now, I have, now that I've, don't weigh 84 pounds. I have breath. Um, so my reality TV or my like TV intake was really low too because I remember being in my dorm room and watching Jon Stewart do bits about the 2000 election and like Al Gore oh, and wow. the hanging chads and all of that. Mm. Uh, but we didn't watch any – like we were out. We were outside doing things. Um, so when we lived in a house together in like the early 2000s. I was super into – I was really obsessed with, I think, the second season of American Idol um, of the oh, Ruben yeah. Stuttered Clay the Aiken Ruben American Idol. Yes. I was such a Ruben fan. Like, I was, Ooh. nobody else in my house would watch it, and I was obsessed with that season <laughs> of American Idol. And I watched The Biggest Loser a lot. Like, I, yeah. Okay, a lot, for readers a lot. at home, please describe Biggest Loser because, believe it or not, there are people who do not understand this oh my God. fever dream of a show. Yeah, so Biggest Loser is probably the penultimate example of the kind of reality shows we entered into. So there were competition shows started at this time, Survivor, Amazing Race, like this all started in these early 2000s. Then we pivoted into what if these competition shows were really harmful to you and made you feel bad about yourself, Um, which is where we got Project Runway and these other things too. Biggest Loser was the absolute tip top of all of that in which – really large people, uh, folks with high body weights would come onto the show. It was on NBC, I think. Yes. And yeah. they would go to basically a fat camp where they would be starved uh, and, and, and bullied, and abused and yes. bullied. Yeah. By and Jillian and Bob. Skinny. Yep. Yes. And Bob, mm-hmm. I think Bob Mitchell, was that his? I don't remember his name. I don't remember his last name, um, but Jillian. Jillian and Bob would each oh, get yeah. a team and they would make you eat only skinless boneless chicken breast broccoli yes, they, no would, they would they yeah. would no seasonings and then for 12 hours a day they would work you until you barfed and then like normal i guess laws of physics are if you're starving and burning calories then you're going to become a smaller person um and the all of america 100% of us were watching this living for the reveal at the finale and the makeovers yeah. and the yes, all of it. Yes. And we did not for one second think this is a problem, what we've done nope. to these people. We nope. thought it was healthy and mm-hmm. inspiring and like 
People Magazine, everyone's doing a half their size yeah. issue. Like yeah. we were obsessed the with the diet era. Loss. Yes. yes. That was Make the all diet era. Craig, Atkins, Weight oh my Watchers. God. All Matt of that. had a grip on us. And then they also, well, Biggest Loser eliminated people each week, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because oh, they didn't weigh There was a weigh in. There was a weigh in. Public weigh in. Yes. Oh it was a percentage God. of weight loss and it was a weigh in. And like, if you, I mean, the shame and blame on that program was so yes. toxic. And I think I never went deep on the follow up aftermath, but I have this understanding that there was like most people bounced back to their original weight, like couldn't maintain yes. the lifestyle. Of course they, yeah, because yeah, you know, that's not real life. Health trouble. No, no. Yeah, because you're traumatized. No. You're traumatized Absolutely. in the losing weight. And the way that Jillian and Bob would talk to these people, I remember particularly Jillian, which is so- Oh, she was the worst. Yelling in their face, so dehumanizing. It was just, woo! It was a wild time. Such bullying. This is also the time Such the cayenne pepper and the honey and the- yep. Oh, yep. yes. Remember Liberty that cayenne pepper diet? diet. Yes. What was it called? Yep. Uh, it was cayenne pepper, lemon, honey, and water, and then allegedly Beyonce was doing Beyonce. this. Beyonce, yeah, she was doing this to lose weight. She's also kind. Of, this was right, right around Crazy in Love was like released in two thousand three. Yes. Everybody was skinny. That um, booty and- was making a debut. There were two booties who were allowed to exist. It was J Lo booty, uh-huh. Beyonce booty, and there's That's a podcast it. about Selena that I love, but. They also talk about how Selena was one of the allowed booties, but booty was barely, barely making its touch point at this point. But when it was allowed was quiet, not quietly, but it was being allowed over in the rap videos. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. As the video Vixen era was like, like explosive um, in the early 2000s. And these women were, and this is a perfect like transition because I was going to ask everybody about women in this era. Um, but I don't want to step on you, Brent. I think you are still in your. No, I have a couple more things, but I want to go there for a second because I did, I I recently was seeing like a meme go around of Jessica Simpson, bringing it back to her during this era and them saying, for folks who really want to understand this early 2000s era, just know that this was, we were told that this was the most disgusting a person could look ever. It was the mm. high waist jeans. Mm-hmm. It was the high waist yeah. jeans. Yeah. jeans. She's maybe like a buck 40 or something. Yes. Like, she said yeah. she was 120 in that. There uh, you go. Photo. And we, we were we told to this is a monster. Jumbo Jessica. Yes. Okay. Readers. Mm-hmm. Jessica Simpson was kind of an offshoot. Her albums weren't selling very well. She wasn't really recording at the time, and she appeared after months of no public appearance. She was 125 pounds. And Jessica is like maybe 5'2", 5'4". She mm-hmm. wears a tank top and high-waisted jeans, and people ri- – to the point in which I remember seeing this article, and smattered all over magazines. And we didn't think anything. We were like, this is yep, how normal like, okay. articles work. This we're is a normal headline. Yeah. 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 They yeah. tore her no up to the point that. which – Jessica mm-hmm. talks about it in her book because people berated her. And we didn't really have memes back then, but we had viral photos and people tore her ass up. We and it did have blogs. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. This felt like a canon event about fat phobia and the way it was going. It's just such a – we'll have to post – well, I don't know yeah, we have to pretty, post the picture. Well, we will think I about think it. Maybe to. not post. It's a great picture. She looks fucking great. She's 125 pounds. <laughs> she looks, pounds. She I, looks I, amazing. Yeah, the picture associated with the photo maybe a bit. Yeah. Much. Wait. Okay, Jasmine. Mm. Start with the body. What were you going to say about body? Um. 
I was just saying like, okay, so if you did have what was considered back then a big butt would be laughable today. But if you had a big butt, this is the era where it was like, all right, fine. We, you know, you don't have to look like Paris Hilton, you know, did, but you have to have the slimmest waist. And, you know, if you did have boobs, they couldn't be over like a D because that's too much. You know, like it, it, the body that we see today was getting kicked off from women who had natural bodies that were mm. naturally this way. And then somehow it inflated and became a weapon today. Um, and so I think this was like the era of that. And I think when Jennifer Lopez came out um, and it, it was like, everything was about her. But I remember in the black community, it was like a lot of anger about people being like, we had bodies like this forever. Like, you know, why is a non-black person coming in with this body? And now it's like accepted and um, other black artists and people were told to slim down. It was just like a whole thing a lot of dissertations and things um, around it, but it was still her own um, versus now everyone's dying on tables to get an inflated body. But um, this is just, I remember distinctively, like when the tide started changing and um, the body that everyone's obsessed with now um, was was coming out then. I feel like it. this was the first time or around the time I got this awareness that there is a very different lived experience with pop culture as a black person. Like mm-hmm. there's black pop culture and there's mm-hmm. white pop culture yes. and black people have to know white pop culture, but white folks don't have to know black pop culture. Yes. They'll start to pick up songs like Usher or Lil John or the Yang Yang twins. Like they'll pick that up and play that at dances, but they don't have to know. I but remember, black pop culture directly influences white it, pop directly. culture. And at uh-huh. this time it felt weird because it was Paris Hilton skinny. It was like the cocaine chic, mm-hmm. Kate Moss. Like you had that Christina option. Aguilera. Christina yeah. Aguilera. Yes. You had this body or you had, my parents used to get Jet Magazine, which had Beauty yes. of the Week. Uh-huh. And that, or what I'm going to call lovingly thick body. Itty uh-huh. bitty waist, thick thighs, yeah. natural, but the whole, the body is natural, thick thighs, shapely, butt, itty uh-huh. bitty waist and sizable titties. Like yeah. and there were two options and you had to fit either one, but the thick body was so like politicized. Like it, it was so specific down to measurements that if you were yes. even off in one element, you were ugly. And then thin, you could just never not be thin enough. And it felt like this pressure of, I could just never be beautiful because I wasn't getting close enough to either. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was hard because there's everybody in between. Where do you go? Yeah. You're seeing, if you're watching a rap music video, you're seeing this thick chick, right? It's like, well, abs, the flattest abs. Yeah. Stunning. And I don't have that. And then, then you turn on like MTV and you're seeing like skinny minis. Uh, It was just, it was just, where do you go from there? You know, as a young girl in that era, watching all of that, or even as a woman, because I think that people don't really talk enough about like, not just, oh, the young girls are watching. Like, we're all watching. We're all being mm. influenced to some degree, even as a, you know, grown woman. You know, we may not want to admit it, but it's true. Pop culture is influencing and moving all of us, shaping everything. And um, I imagine, especially if I was, like, in my 20s during that time, 
I don't know. I, I just think that would have been harder trying to date. I think about know? it now too. Like I, as much as I want to push back and I don't want to put everything on social media as like it's their own fault, but I think about aging and getting older of oh like, goodness. are we actually going to see people get older, like naturally? And this is mm-hmm. no shade, but like if I don't opt to do a procedure or a touch up or get some filler or Botox, like, I don't know, I, breeders, you didn't get this part, but we were talking about being girls, girls or a girl of the girls prior to starting recording. And I, I love women and I love being in community with women. I feel like that's so much of my identity and... I don't want to be left out. I also don't want to be one in a mill, like in a group, but how lonely it would feel if I'm the, the only, only person. Yeah. If I'm the <laughs> only person aging. Oh my God. It's so Child, sad. I'm spinning us out into a different place. Let's go back to well, year 2000. No. Well, well, and I do think too, what I'm chewing on while y'all are talking is that it is still, we act like there was this merge at some point where these aesthetic change. White women are still obsessed with being skinny. White women uh, never yeah. stopped being yes. obsessed with being yes. skinny. That's true. That's true. They'll take the lip filler and they'll take the Botox, but they are not getting BBLs. I mean, the largely. hip width, the that chest so width. I agree. My, I agree. One of the brilliant friends of mine, Sharonda Not Dawson, said, "Like, like, skinny is to white women what hair is to black women. Ooh. Like, it is. It is on another plane." to be skinny as a white woman. Like weight is such an important thing. I don't think that changed. It's just about who is in control of the like mainstream narrative and aesthetic. Mm -hmm. So people are like, we're going back to heroin chic. I'm like, oh, these white ladies never left. (laughs) They might have gotten booby, but they are about at, like they are Gwyneth Paltrow at the end of the day. They're the goop. Uh, I also feel like there is a very complex history in blackness of being thin. Um, Mm -hmm. I think there's a complex history of black women existing among white women and then policing the shape of our body. But I also Mm -hmm. think there's a way culturally that I have felt about blackness encouraging thinness to an extent or Mm. or encouraging being smaller in an extent. Um, Yeah. I'm I'm sure white women collectively and historically – have not wanted to see black women skinny because it's a hundred percent us, right? Hundred percent a threat for our men and all those things, right? Like, so this is reminding me of. I remember going to a. Uh, this is going to sound so douchey. Whatever. I <laughs> went to a Dallas Uh-oh. a Dallas Cowboy private party at one of the players' houses like years ago, and I remember that didn't like, land as bad as you thought it was going to. Okay, that good. actually yeah. sounds so, interesting. Sorry. Okay. All right. It was. Oh my god. I'm gonna have to tell y'all that story later. But um. But anyways, I remember I was working out a lot and I was me thin, like for me, you know, everybody has their own particular body if like, you know, and I was there with a guy that I was dating and uh, we were sitting there with a bunch of girls and they were all white. I was the only black girl that was sitting at this table and one girl walks up and she says, oh my gosh, because everyone was like real thin, (laughs) like real thin and I was the one with the boobs and all that and uh she walks up and she tells all of the girls like oh everyone's working out looking great I see you at the gym going on and on and on and everyone's like thank you I've been doing this and I didn't know them so I'm literally eating while they're having this conversation (laughs) that's the worst that's the worst when the body talk starts and you're like I already have a plate of hors d'oeuvres like I can't get rid of it I can't get rid of this no, it's like, oh, what it was like, it's behind me, it's happening. So 
Um, but I felt so confident about the way I looked. I'm like, that's their conversation, you know? But I remember there was this pause and the girl looks at me and she looks at me up and down and she goes, you look great too. Ooh, Ooh I hate when this happens. No. It's so I bad. I thinking to myself, this is so embarrassing. Like this yeah. is so mm. embarrassing. I feel I'm so great sorry, about girl. myself. I walked in this room with men physically pulling at me as I'm walking through the door. But because of where I'm sitting in proximity to thinness amongst these white women, I feel like this. I don't yeah. think so. I got mm-hmm. up, put that plate down, went and got another plate and lived my life. But Good for you. I, you know what I mean? If I was a different kind of woman, that would have ruined my night. But it made me think about, yeah, like there is a difference between like cultures and body types and what's a big, you know what I mean? Like it, it, it's, it's an interesting thing. That's it. I mean, that's its own topic. It could be its own podcast. It is mm-hmm. a difference. There is. Mm-hmm. It, it, there's just a way I think that whiteness has such a grip connected to thinness. I mean, they're connected. White supremacy and fat phobia are connected. And I think it's really interesting, this experience of of white women can't even just leave it alone. Like, they have to bring you into it. You were eating. <laughs> I, I like, was girl, eating. You're I not even involved. Talk. You weren't even involved. But she felt so inclined to yeah. have to say, girl, shut up. Like, it's it's just yeah. fascinating. I feel like I have lived experiences so similar to this of like, girl. Mm-mm. In other times, could have said I nothing. Didn't have the could have said nothing. Yeah, you yeah. just sat there and been quiet, mm-hmm. but you chose violence. No, and she probably said allyship. Like I am inclusive. <laughs> girl, <laughs> power. Power. Oh. girl power. Girl yeah. power. No, no. I she she probably thought she was including me, and it was yeah. just like I didn't. And it was need like, girl, don't. Be- I please exclude me. That. Please excuse me. It was on my lips to please say, like, you didn't have to say that to me. Like, I'm good. You also, know? your man didn't say anything. So, oof, Lord. Didn't say. He was Yikes. sitting right there next to me. And, I, and I, it was more embarrassing, too, at the time. Because I'm like, I'm in front of this guy that I'm just starting to date. Like, why did you do that? I, you know, it was just embarrassing on so many levels. Ugh, men yeah, also that. uphold the worst premise of fat phobia and bodyguard. And we'll be like, ooh, you know. so bad. It's so bad. It matters on the inside. speaking of men like for the early 2000s I will say like um it it, because obviously I'm 38 but like in my lifetime as like a a teenager coming to understand what was going on there was two things that were happening that I remember seeing women desperately seeking the approval of men and it was like on front street like when I was watching those music videos it just seemed like the women were just like I remember seeing like behind the scenes on the rap videos and how these women were acting like all giggly and everything was funny and Mm -hmm. they're being slapped on the ass and that's so cute and like seeking this consistent approval. And then it was like watching sex in the city where they are like denouncing that shit. Like, no, 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 no. actually I'm going to have sex like a man and, uh, you know, leave them and, you know, all. And it was just like watching those two different messages was kind of confusing for me if I really yep. just think about it you I know agree. I'm a teenager in that time and like the narrative of like what to do who's right and who's wrong you know yep. as a woman coming up in that era yep I'm I can't thinking you to watch the Barbie movie the like parallels of like Kate Hudson and 
um, how to lose a man in 10 days or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then I'm thinking of Tony Braxton crying in the shower, literally. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. And I'm like, in oh, what are lifetime. we supposed to do? In yes. our lifetime, we live through that. Or even today, we were talking about Beyonce of We Got mm-hmm. Lemonade and Renaissance. Yeah. And I'm supposed yeah. to love her man again? Like, it's just so. Yeah, the complexities of the female experience are. Right. So you can't be too confident, but you also can't be too clingy. You can't express too much, but you still have to be coy. It's it was too, it was too hard it's to too keep much. up with. It was too, too much, much, which made me like, by the time I hit college, I was just anti. Like, I was just like, eh, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Like, I think that's also when- men, like we're all mostly heterosexual. Men yeah. <laughs> in their teens and early 20s are fucking useless. Like, also yeah. scary, scary, like, frightening, Terrifying. absolutely scary. Yeah. The scariest absolutely. group. They don't yeah. even know how to get a haircut, right? Like they're not they showering. The no, sheep. they're not showering. They have no lines. They travel in packs. Some of them are rapey, and some of them aren't. And like you can't Dirty tell. Nails. No, yeah. they're gross. And the ones that are they're gross. Standing by in silence. Uh, yeah. which is also bad. They've Lots been watching gas, weird lighting. porn. They think you're going to swallow their cum. Like, they this are... is a different episode, but absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I'm scared. I'm, I'm with you. I watched true. Sex in the is. City, too. And this I is what the- they... Like, you think I'm going to touch you? You're... N- you? You're nuts. No. You're nuts. Not. Absolutely yeah. not. You don't even wear socks. You're not even wearing socks. Like, this is like... Yeah. Fuck out of here. Do you remember the conversation about, like, anal and i think this is different in the south because <laughs> I don't remember any girls in the south would be like oh you could do anal in your soul version but i just remember <laughs> no this is real this is real like, it's like a term. men it's a hard absolutely thinking like anything is possible like this idea of like literally agree to it like anything is possible because and I feel this like- also came up in the 2000s yes accessible yes. porn accessible porn yes. came up in the oh, 2000s. And it was weirdly yes. horny it was a internet weirdly- porn remember yes. american they pie thought it was all on the table yes, yes. there was just they yeah. thought they were gonna weirdly- fuck your mom yep yes stacy's mom stacy's mom yeah it was the mm-hmm. horniest time. It was yeah. so str- in, but in like a scary, weird way. And Everything we had to be the ones sex. to tell them, no, 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 no. Like that's yeah, not how that you. really works. Yeah, right. right. And you're scaring me, and I'm 15. Yeah, but yes. it was so accepted for them to be like freaks. I think more, yeah, more in that time than even today. I think men get it. Like they, they not get it in the way. Mm. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Let me, freaks loudly. Let They're me freaks finish quietly. my statement. I'm saying like, in a way, when I say get it, I mean like, oh, I know the lingo now. I know right. what's like, so whether yeah. I'm doing it or yeah. not. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like whether I'm believing that they they okay, oh, that's how they say this. And when they say, yeah, but back then, that language wasn't really on front street in the way that women understand how to say, this isn't a safe space. But, you know, all of the things we know how to speak up for ourselves, the Me Too movement hadn't launched yet. So back then it was just like being Lots of butts young, being slapped. Lots of yeah, like it was weird a, it was a sex Neanderthal. jokes. Like yeah. it was crazy. It was everywhere. It was socially acceptable. It was okay to talk about women's bodies in ways that I would never, it was just, it was a crazy time. And maybe that's why I was like, so I was extremely body conscious in that era of my life because Mm -hmm. it was getting commented on from everyone, like from women, from men, adults. 
Yeah, family members, family members everywhere. And I just like this pressure to be like this. But specifically when we speak about men, just being able to say whatever they want and it being so accepted, which is why they're having such a hard time now, especially like uh, in mainstream media, because it just was that way for so long. And in my lifetime, again, for people who are older and listening to this, like, oh, please, this is how it was in the 70s. In my lifetime, that to me was that height, (laughs) that peak. Of yeah, being splattered everywhere. I agree. I also think there's something to be said too of like we were scared and it was weird and very loud. But how terrifying it must have been in like 1940. I think of like Mad Men of like the mm-hmm. weird sexual stuff that happened in offices or just doctors anywhere. Like I'm not. I don't want to play a game of like oppression Olympics, but I think of just how each age, each destined generation of women is facing a very bizarre type of misogyny and ours yeah. was just so loud yeah. yeah ours was loud yeah. that was the loud. difference like they understood it was just like an a societal understanding that men got yes. to operate in that way but it wasn't on their television screens it wasn't on their radios it was everywhere <laughs> we couldn't could get away we it. could yeah. not get away yeah no mm-hmm. No, I, I think the image that keeps coming to mind, and this is like so graphic. It's a jackass. Sorry. Well, no, it basically, but and like, you would be like, we might as well keep it going. You would be kissed, like, you could reasonably expect to be like kissing someone and then have them physically try to force your head to their crotch, right? Oh, yes. Like, yes. Yes. on yes. the back of the head. And yes. I'm like thinking here, my daughter a joke. will never, like, <laughs> she'll be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yes. Yes. Like, yes. The hand yes. on the back of the head is one of the most demeaning and like socially acceptable. Oh, like, yeah. And it was a joke. It was a joke. Yeah. All of yeah. this was It was a in joke. movies. It was like American Pie. Like, yeah, it, it was. was th- it was show American it, Pie. It, it was just scary. It was scary. Yeah. I will ask you guys to just kind of like land the plane, I guess. Oh, um, yeah. We absolutely should. Think why do you think that there is a romanticism slash resurgence of this particular era happening mm. now? Wait, I have a historical con- perspective of this. Go. Okay, so I've been really into trend cycles and like why things happen. And so part of the trend cycle is that every 20 years, something starts over. Yes. So I think about mm-hmm. in the 90s, there was an obsession with the 70s and our grandparents and traveling back in time. Yes. And so we're coming up on 20 years since 20, like to year 2000. And so it's coming back. We had the 90s, like little grunge resurgence. Now we're doing baby teas. And so there's there's some data that supports like this is how it goes. We yeah. don't. We don't create something necessarily new. We get new things, but the trends will always fall on this 20-year pattern. And so we're just back at 20 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah, I think it is. And now being on this side of it, I think – it, it, there's like a difference between trying to go back to a time and just being obsessed with the aesthetic of a time. Some yes. k- kind of because it seems so ridiculous. Like we just move so fast now. Yes. Like think for hundreds and hundreds of years, like the only trend that would change is like maybe men got another button on their jackets or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. or a new, um, like yeah. hairstyle for a woman. Yeah. And now mm-hmm. it goes so fast. And so much of it is driven by what's possible with technology and like what, is I don't know, like all of these taboo, non-taboo things, the narratives and all of that. But we're not, we're trying to pick the like lava lamps from the 2000s and the 70s. We don't actually want that 
era back. Like no. it's yes. always derivative in some ways. So I don't, I, it makes me interested because when you're living it, we're living right now. We're like, well, now is just now, right? But I thought right. that then. I thought now is just now. Like, yeah. So like funny? in 20 years, what is the what do we look back on this time and think that taking? we're doing? Yeah. Um, I do have a Especially quick list of just so like – it's moving oh, so fast. I've just, well, I've just random things that I jotted Please. down while I was doing oh, my yeah, research. Yeah. Um, that was as we as we get out of this. That like this was also the era of Harry Potter. Yes. Um, oh my god! Wow. Trans people are real and exist. Uh, Lord of the Rings wasn't into it at all. Oh my I never god! Owned a pair of I Uggs. wasn't into it either. Um, Couldn't afford it, but that. loved Uggs. Now I do. Live strong bracelets. Everybody yes! has live strong oh, bracelets. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. We have to do an yes. episode on the fans. Oh my Gosh. God. Thank you for bringing yeah. this up. Thank you. You're welcome. Wow. Um, Netflix, we were mailing DVDs back and forth. Oh my mail. goodness. Uh, yes. We had to go to work. Going to the red box. Yes. yes. So we oh all God, knew God. how to do a mix CD because we could all burn CDs oh, now. So yes. It was so oh, yes. fun. So good. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the way that we would express ourselves in these years was by having a really clever or dramatic quote as our AIM away message. Ooh, um, yes. We were not in our dorm room. Yes. And then my, like, and the cap, and again, this was something I was into, like, the films. It became this era of the films of, like, uh, Dancer in the Dark an eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Yes. <laughs> Lost yes. in translation. And like yes. Lionsgate was giving us films. And so oh, yeah. we went, yeah, yeah, from rom-com to like serious films. And Sophia we Coppola so rising. into it. Yes, oh my God. I was so into it. Oh my it. God. We were so, it was so important. Yes. Um, <laughs> thank you for that. All, yeah. Those were just maybe, perfect. oh, and like those weird Bud Light commercials, the like, what's up commercials. Oh my yes. God. Yes. 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 Haunts me. Haunts me. Please. I just want to say also we had the Blackberry, which was all the rage. My first oh, phone. Yes. My first phone. Wait, you're fully functional. Blackberry? A Blackberry. Fully Iconic. functional. I'd be like, let Iconic. me just email myself here. Like I thought the two-way I, I didn't pagers. know how to text. Yep. That's such a slay. Yeah, the two ways. Um, I even had like the Nextel, what we called chart phones, where you could- My like, dad had this. Yes. In. Hey, what's up? So invasive. Oh, never those are the Yeah. So weird. Kick. I wanted a sidekick so Yes, the sidekick two ways. Yeah. Such a and cool then song. Also the pink razor phones. I, I had one of those. Are, yeah. I had a pink one. Were really yeah. cool if you had that going on. Remember those bedazzling? So easily. Yeah. I probably I went through like four of those razors. Oh my goodness. Do you remember bedazzling yeah. phones? I remember like gluing. Oh. Gems to my phone. Where people were like literally putting jewels on their vagina. Okay, I don't remember that, but I do remember. No, that girl that must have been your high school, your film TV, your ten things I hate about you in high school. No, it was on. It was like all the rage because it was on Oprah. Like everybody was talking about it. Child, I missed that episode. I'm sending those photos to y'all again. We were spitting dip. We were not vajazzling. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we didn't even have like like, we were giving forced blowjobs to people (laughs) dip in their mouth. So please leave us alone. Please leave us your celebrity high school. Leave us alone. Get us us out of here. Deer hunting out of here. Oh yeah. Someone land the plane. I'll bring us back into this era. Um, hopefully everyone enjoyed (laughs) the ramble slash deep dive into the early 2000s. Um Hopefully it gives you something to think about now that it's resurging everywhere and 
the clothes, the fashion, what was actually happening in our lives. And um, I'm looking forward to like the next era we decide to cover. By the way, hit us up on like uh, social media if you have a specific era that you want us to talk about. Because I think that would well, be fun. And I would love to hear from people also on social media. Um, what, like, now that we've gone this deep, I'm really feeling on my spirit that the next show we watch should be yes. something from this era, like some sort of canon. We talked about Slay. all of these, like, toxic shows and these, I mean, Degrassi, all this stuff. So, like, what is it? What would be good contenders from this era for us to audit? Snow Raiders. Yeah. Yeah, let us know. And then look out for our Y2K photos. Um, mm. I've been on posting some. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't Come know. on, Keelan, be a sport. Get those bumped ends out, those pictures, no. and send it right on over. I'll do the same. Um, but anyways, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Follow us on Instagram at the Pop Culture Audits, and just stay tuned for what we'll audit next. Bye. Bye. Bye.